Kate Gunlack is a performance engineer for Patua Award at Aero McLaren SP. Kate, first of all, thanks so much for joining us. Second of all, though, what is a performance engineer? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Katie. This is a, I, I really am appreciative of this, of this opportunity um, to speak with you in this setting. This is, I'm really excited about this. But um, um, so I'm a performance engineer, and my role in the team is to make sure that um, that the driver is performing at, at his best and kind of be his extra set of eyes around what he could or where he could improve around the track, um, not so much as a coach, but more just as an extra set of eyes to help him go faster. Um, also, I'm responsible for uh, making sure that the chassis adjustments that the lead engineer, Will Anderson, makes um, are translating properly, are the car is doing the right thing. Um, I'm reporting back on mechanical balance and handling and, um, and other other areas, making sure the cars within our the guidelines that we were looking for. Um, I also help out with some fuel strategy, and um, let's see, uh, yeah, working with the driver in the simulator, working with um, offline simulations to, to help Will make the best decisions for the car. I'm assuming that takes a lot of math. There is an awful lot of math in programming that are going on that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I actually do math for fun um, on my downtime. <laughs> I don't think that's anything that has ever come out of my mouth. But what do those equations look like, and and how do you even come up with the right numbers? Uh, we have a lot of support um, in the software department from McLaren and from our own development. And essentially, what we're trying to do is um, we parameterize the car, and the track, and the tire, and the engine response in a set of equations that are um, plugged into a, what's what we call a model and we actually run this model on the racetrack that we parameterize and get results back from it and that's what we use to to analyze data and try to do changes off track so that we're not spending time on track and and with our limited sessions that's how we're trying to make the most of our time but apart from parameterizing each part of the car we we also have programs that help us dive deeper into the data because there's so much data that we don't have enough manpower hours to go through everything. So the software we have is works on pulling the most important thing out of the data, whether it's a metric or it's just a better way to, to analyze it more like a statistical analysis so we can pull trends out. So anything that makes the, the large, that takes a large amount of data that we have and condenses it into something that we can look at in 30 seconds and get an answer for um, that's something that, that both McLaren and the team in-house have developed. So you're usually talking to a race car driver who doesn't have that mathematics background that you have. Mm -hmm. How do you make things into layman's terms or into terms that drivers can understand? That's actually a really hard part of the job because I I prefer to look at look at things in a very analytical standpoint and and um, I like to have a lot of background and, and data to, to back up my claims, but Pottle really just needs the stripped-down version of it and making it as straightforward and clear and using the fewest words as possible. How do you get this across to him? And that's it actually takes more effort, at least for me, than um, than, than actually coming up with, with the results and making sure I can explain this to Pottle clearly and not have to repeat myself so that he gets this, this idea across. So drivers grow up in go-karts. They maybe move to midgets and to Indy Lights, then IndyCar. 
But what does an engineer do? You Do you start doing math for fun in elementary school? <laughs> um, yeah, we, um, like I started off, actually I started off in the arts. Both of my parents were involved with the arts. And um, so I really enjoyed that. I, I enjoy physics, so I, I took some some math courses, some creativity classes, I guess, in, in, in school. And it wasn't until I got involved with, with motor racing that I like, okay, maybe I have a little bit more direction. So for me, I went from um, playing around with uh, motorbikes that my parents had growing up to to kind of figuring out that I had like physics and math and art. So how do I combine all that into something? And I got some guidance on direction direction from you know counselors and stuff. So engineering might be an interest to you because you kind of combine all those things. So I went to school and got my degree, um, and then I started off in I think in an intro into professional motor racing until my junior year of college. And um, I started off on a like an amateur team that was working with smaller formula cars in a developmental series. And they moved, they progressed up through different series, so I went with them. And each each series I was involved with, I became just, you learn more, you do more, the car becomes more advanced. So you start off by learning just the basics of making a thing run and making sure it gets to the track on time. And you start figuring out like, oh, hey, this is how you make it go faster. And with each of those steps, you get more and more answers and more and more knobs to turn. So you start to learn more about the car. So when you progress from a smaller series and finally up to like a, a bigger car, like an Indy car or a prototype car, you have built this, this, um, this background up already. What was appealing to you about motorsports? Um, my, my dad raised vintage motorbikes and I really liked the, um, Kind of the, the transient lifestyle, the the working out of a, the back of a van and sleeping in a car kind of thing um, with the same group of people doing the same thing. So it's a camaraderie and the lifestyle I really liked. And then just the just how the machines work themselves, I thought was, was really interesting and raw. And I, I really enjoyed figuring that out and seeing that in action. When I walk up and down pit lane, you know, when I first came to IndyCar, I could almost count on one hand the amount of diversity I saw within the paddock. And now that number has grown exponentially. You've been a staple within the IndyCar paddock for a long time, though. And I love walking past your stand because, Kate, you're surrounded by men. And not only are you surrounded by men, but you're standing on a little step stool, which is so funny to me. But what is it like to just be a tiny woman full of all this knowledge and surrounded by all those men? <laughs> um it's it has it has its moments I mean it, it um it's it's a lot of fun and I've been fortunate to work with some really some very open-minded and wonderful people and um and I feel like I have that I've, I've been very fortunate to be to be part of that those those group of people um those types of people I guess but there are challenges that come in, in with it like people outside your team or who don't get to know you um, like there is still a, you still have to almost work more and prove yourself more and not make, make fewer mistakes. And, um, and for that, one of the reasons for that is that people are still learning to trust you and maybe people who you're not around all the time and who don't, who don't have a good handle on your character and work ethic will, um, will need to be shown that instead of maybe assuming that you have these standards with you. You have to prove you have those standards and the knowledge. And um, 
it's, it can be hard for people who you don't know. And apart from, apart from having to work harder, you're also more visible. So any mistakes that you make, everybody sees because everyone can t- knows who the, you know, the eight women are in the paddock. It's, they can, everyone knows your name. Everyone knows who you are, even if you don't know them. And if you make a mistake, it's, it's easy to associate something with, with what people already know. So you have to really be on your toes um, and try to be as clean cut as you can. So there are, there are some parts that make it difficult, but ultimately having to, to work harder and to prove yourself and to really keep in the back of your mind, like I've got to, I've got to be better. I have to be perfect. I need to, I need these people to trust me. I need these people to work with me. So I've got to prove that I can, can do all this. It, It ultimately makes you better. I think. You've won races and championships, both with Scott Dixon and, and now with Pato Award as well. What do you feel like, though, earned you the most respect within the paddock? I think work ethic is a really big thing um, because you may be able to make some decisions that that some people see and, and respect and think highly of, but you really need to get a group behind you, kind of, um, you need the whole group to support you. So the way you do that is to show, to work hard, to have people see you working hard, to be the first one there, the last one to leave kind of thing, to always have something else that you're thinking of and to present and to, to help tear down the pits, to help set up the timing stands, um, to help clean up the kiwi tile and to make sure that people know that they've done a good job around you. Like I like to point out to the, I like to you know say like, hey, you know, this looks great today. Thank you so much for putting this together. So people, people see you and know you and that's how you get a, a um, support behind you. You I think that work ethic is a really important thing. You mentioned the great relationships that you have built within the team. Do you feel like you're also reaching back down to help pull up other women to come into motorsports? Yeah, I I try to quite a bit. I'm really happy to see women who have interest in this. And there are a couple girls that I'm like in a, I text back and forth with and, and get together with and, um, it's fun to see that it's some of them have decided maybe it's not for me and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But some are still interested and you can tell like the ones who keep probing questions and keep, keep asking, but I try to make myself available for whoever needs, whoever wants to, to, um, to talk or to have, ask advice or even ask questions. I try to make myself available as much as possible. What is some of that advice that you give to them? Um, a lot of what I said here, I mean, you have to, to, um, to develop a really strong work ethic to realize that you have to, that no one's going to help you. This is all on your own. You know, you have to, you have to be, you have to study. You have to, to know your stuff and show your stuff. And um, that you also have to let things roll off your back and that you can't, you can't take too much to heart. Um, it takes, it takes a lot of energy to be different from everybody else. And you have to, to accept, to acknowledge that. So maybe if you're, you're working hard and you're tired and you're exhausted, it's because, you know, there's a lot of things stacking up. But just to recognize that it takes energy and it takes effort and um, that it also takes a lot of sacrifice as well. There are things that other people are going to be doing that you want to do and you can't because you have to keep working or you have to travel to this event or they want you to be here and they might not pay you to start, but you're going to work anyway. And then you'll eventually get to that point where you've got a name for yourself, you're getting paid then you're in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Once again, that's Kate Gunlack, Performance Engineer for Pato Award at Era McLaren SP.
Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking with you. I'm Katie Kyle. That's On Track with Diversity for the NTT IndyCar Series.